He's always mistakenly British. Tea and crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, presents Mark Stein. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The world famous. <laughs> He's, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, there are reports that Mark has already agreed that he will host the Oscars next year. He wants to be on hand personally when somebody slaps the living uh, uh, stuffings out of someone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it would have been better if it had been in the middle of a highly intricate dance routine like they used to have in the 60s and 70s. Because if something was going on and then he'd done it, then you might have had something. Because uh, then, then you're thinking, well, Chris, Chris Rock, he didn't miss a step. He'd, he still twirled the girl around and caught her. And that's, that's what you want. When they're just doing it uh, in the middle of a big nothing, it's not quite the same. Well, uh, speaking of a big nothing, um, I guess you're going to be going home soon to your Canada. I understand that, um, sorry to catch you off guard with this, but I just read the Canadian Royal Tour is going to happen. People don't expect it to be as controversial as the Caribbean trip of um, your uh, 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 William and Kate. Uh, mm. This time, Prince Charles, they're bringing out the big ones. Prince Charles and uh, Camilla who's going to be one day the Queen's consort are coming up to Canada. And we're already saying, hey, this is going to be a fun trip. They're going to Newfoundland. Is that how you call that place? Newfoundland. Newfoundland, yeah. New they're, Newfoundland, yeah. They're going to see a Labrador or something like that? No, no, Lab, Labrador is is uh, is a may, is the mainland part. It's part of Newfoundland. If you're interested, uh, the I think it was 1922. The uh, Privy Council in London ruled that Labrador was part of Newfoundland, but Quebec doesn't recognise that. So if you have a Quebec driver's license, it shows Quebec as enclosing Labrador. I can hear now. <laughs> I can I, all over New York City. I can. Hear millions of people hurling their radios out the window. It's like, what's this guy going on about Labrador for? Yeah. So, and they're going to go to Ottawa in the north. Are you going to go see them? Going to go, you know, because you're you're like a, aren't you like a subject of the Queen or something? <laughs> well, I'm very, I'm very sad that in this her platinum jubilee year, uh, that the Queen is uh, alas, alas, too frail to actually do the big jubilee tour. She d did it in 1977 and 1992 and 2012, and I'm sad that she's too frail to do these things uh, 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 herself now. And you, you said. You, I know you're not uh, terribly pro-monarchical, but she has been queen. When she, when she came to the throne, Harry Truman was in the Oval Office, Joe Stalin was in the Kremlin, and Chairman Mao was over. He'd just taken over in China. So she, she goes back a long way, and she has a sense of perspective about things. And you know what? In, in all seriousness, I think that she has been amazing. Her her role, she and her sister actually in World War II, Margaret, Margaret, mm -hmm. they were they these they were courageous. They did not flee the country. They stayed there and helped rally, and they and they served the nation well. I mean, she's got a remarkable history.
Yeah, they, there was talk that uh, the, the royal family was uh, going to be evacuated to Canada, and uh, they were entirely uh, and and they were entirely opposed to that. They they felt that uh, it was you know when your capital city it's being rain bombs are raining down on it. The least you can do is stay with the uh, blokes in the East End taking the bombs every night and uh, and suffer with them. And sort they, of like Zelensky, were... sort of like what Zelensky's doing now. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, th- if I go back, if I think back, I remember saying this at the time, uh, uh, 2001, uh, September 11th, it was a terrible, terrible day. But one of the worst things that happened, and you, at some point you have to be able to say no enough of that, was when they put George W. Bush on that plane and they were just flying him around the country. You know, 20, they'd come down for 20 minutes and he could, uh, you know, get out and stretch his legs and then he'd, they'd fly him on somewhere else. And there are moments when you have to actually overrule the safety first, guys. And, uh, and you, you know, not everyone wants to do like that our guy in Afghanistan in the presidential palace did uh, just load up the helicopter with as much cash as it could carry and get ferried out of there. Now, Mark, uh, someone that you know rather well, or I should say that, know, well, that you have a relationship with is <laughs> in the news. A Penn State professor named Michael Mann recently went to a Marriott hotel. He was <laughs> offended beyond belief that they had Fox News on. And yes. he wrote to the people at Marriott to complain. <laughs> yeah, this is fair. I'm in a free speech case. He's been suing me for 10 years, literally 10 years. In June, in July, it enters its second decade, this case, <laughs> in, the, uh, in, in the D.C. Superior Court. Uh, where to die. I shouldn't actually say that because then the judge will take against me and he'll <laughs> add another decade to the case. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, he, it's a free speech case. So it's interesting to see. This is the guy who invented the big global warming hockey stick, which is why everyone's terrified that the world is going to fry. And, um, and he goes, uh, he, he's giving, getting an award and he goes and stays in the Marriott. I think it's the one in Times Square. Is it the Marriott Marquis yeah, or whatever it's yeah, called? Yeah. I think it's, and he's, <laughs> And he sees that Fox is on in the exercise room, and he and so he complains and he's saying to he's saying on Twitter, "I've got you know whatever it is three hundred thousand followers, uh, so uh, so can uh, so where will, none of us are going to stay at a Marriott hotel and, and, unless you cancel Fox." This is his idea of free speech. He can't when he's on a treadmill or an exercise he can't bear to have Fox News flickering in the background these people are bonkers and you know i, I every time you're at gate 70 for years at gate 73 at LaGuardia, you've got Wolf Blitzer for your, you know, the, your flight's delayed three and a half hours, and all you've got for your three and a half hours is Wolf Blitzer. And you've just got to suck it up. But if this guy sees two minutes of Brett Bear, uh, then he, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. It's why, why is CNN okay and not, uh, not Fox? I'm so tired of all this rubbish. And he goes to the, to, to the guys at Marriott, the upper management, do you know who I am? Yeah. No, we don't know who you are. No, I, I don't think... I, you mentioned the Queen. The great thing about the Queen is that she has never once said, Don't you know who I am? 
Uh, <laughs> and, in, and in fact, Alan Clark, who was the uh, defence minister under Mrs Thatcher, he was once roaring drunk at some event the Queen was at. And, and they were talking. And after about three minutes, uh, he said, I hope you don't think I'm rude. I know we've met before, but I just can't place your name. Uh, <laughs> So it's that's fine. The Queen can do. Don't you know who I am? But Michael Mann, he said, no, you're just some nothing climate professor. Why the hell should Marriott change its policy? Because some idiot who thinks that what's the matter anyway? Uh, the world's going to uh, Greta Thunberg says we're all going to be toast uh, in, in the next. What is it now? Eight years. So who cares what Marriott's got playing in its exercise room? That's going to be underwater. Now, speaking of underwater. Our friend, the pollster, and I say friend in quotes, Frank Luntz, mm. has, is saying that, you know, he wasn't surprised. A few, a few days ago last week, uh, Governor Charles Sununu was at the Gridiron Club's annual dinner. It's a roast. And he yeah. said that President Trump is effing crazy. Mm. Right? So Luntz is now on this. And what Luntz is saying, the pollster, which is why he gets some attention, the pollster is saying that now Republicans are all mocking the child, Donald Trump, and secretly mocking him behind his back. What do you think about that? Well, that's my own governor, uh, Chris Sununu. And the Sununu family, they're a powerful family in New Hampshire politics. And you know the father, John Sununu, uh, senior, he was very opposed to Trump circa 2015 when i sort of when he came i i was very keen on trump from the beginning john sununu wasn't but he came round to him because he thought he was an effective campaigner and he thought he was an effective president so so he's fair like that john sununu now i think chris was a bit silly to i think he was just joking around but to do the joke into a microphone is a dangerous thing to do in washington what what the I don't, I, Luntz, I think, is completely wrong here. Luntz is one of these guys who wants to go back to the establishment Republican Party pre-2015. And people, ju- it's the same all over the Western world. People say, no, 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 I, I'm tired of these candidates. I don't want, I don't need a Susan Collins Republican Party. Nobody does. We don't need people who say, I agree with everything the Democrats are doing, but I, I instead of flooring it to go over the cliff, I'd like to just go over the cliff in third gear. It's true that if, if someone were to come along with a with Trumpian 2015 ideas and uh, and and package them in a oh he's not going to do the mean tweeting thing that guy would be in with a sporting chance uh, you know the governor of Florida or whoever but nobody want this idea that the Republican the donors the people who have made Frank Luntz a wealthy man would like to go back to the Jeb Bush. John Kasich Republican Party. But on the ground, real people want something more, just like they do in France and all kinds of other places. Now, Eric Adams is saying that he's not going to allow New Yorkers to be terrorized. <laughs> he said that today. Yeah. <laughs> he said yeah. that today. Yeah. He's not going to allow New Yorkers to be terrorized. Crime is up 45%. In New York, since Adams has taken over. Today, of course, thankfully, we don't have any fatalities 
that are reported, and supposedly, according to news reports, the 16 that were shot this morning in a, in a on a Brooklyn subway are not uh, facing death. They don't have life-threatening injuries, supposedly. But after all of this happens, number one, New York says, well, we're not looking at terrorism as a cause of this. Of course we're not looking at terrorism. And now you have Eric Adams saying, I'm not going to let, by golly, I'm not going to let anybody terrorize my New Yorkers. Well, Really? Well, <laughs> the, the one I liked was the governor, uh, Kathy Hochul, who, who, who she was even, she outbutched him. She stood into the... <laughs> She she stood she sat she said into the microphone this ends now uh you, this end this oh this ends now oh great that's great i don't have to worry about it anymore and it's like it's so pathetic this everyone knows that this city is has deteriorated on the democrats watch particularly during the last couple of years and this idea that you could just do this ends now okay can you just can you say that uh just a little bit more butcher please uh, please governor this ends now oh uh, that was that was really good it's a wrap she said it no need to worry anymore this is this is in the end you got to do something and when you have joke appointments responsible for law for, responsible for public safety i mean it's terrible what's happening on on the subway it should be an embarrassment to the city to the state and to the nation um, but instead they, oh, this ends now. That's fantastic. Why don't you change that? The Empire State doesn't quite do it for me anymore. Why don't you say uh, when you when you cross over from Vermont or Massachusetts, welcome to New York. This ends now. <laughs> well, I don't, you know, this, ironically, when this ends now, there is an op-ed today in the Amazon Prime Washington Post, mm. that bail reform, we're all scapegoating bail reform is the reason, one of the reasons for this increase in crime. And oh no, it's not the bail reform. You people are mistaken. Well, we're mistaken because we actually think that letting criminals out of jail so that they can repeat, so that they can do repeat crimes is somehow a bad thing. What the, Mark, what do these people think? And well, do they think we're completely stupid? Well, I think they do think you're you're stupid. One of the one of the interesting things about how you make a a a new criminal a career criminal is because he understands he pays no price for the crime. That's what the G-men used to say in the old days. Crime doesn't pay. Crime does. And I know this even in actually very safe states like New Hampshire. We had enormous. We, I got into a case with a guy who'd, who'd stolen from me. He was a very violent guy. And I, I had a huge time persuading the state of New Hampshire to prosecute him for anything uh, that would mean uh, serious jail time. Uh, and even when he did get into jail, he got out almost immediately and he wound up killing a, killing some guy in Vermont. So he's actually now sitting uh, in jail awaiting trial for murder in Vermont. But the whole point was this guy had learned from the age of 17, 18, 90, whatever it was, that you can be a career criminal and nobody does anything to you. You have all the laws sound so butch. Com again, the butch thing compared to Sweden. You know, Sweden, if you were, uh, you know, 
you steal some stuff from a supermarket, uh, it's a small fine and a couple of months in jail. Uh, in in America, there's oh yeah, we uh, every item uh, he's liable for up to thirty years in prison. Uh, it's felonies. So he in te- he stole uh, six cans of soup. So he's uh, looking at one hundred and eighty years in jail. Oh, that sounds very butch. Oh, but no, no, no. We're going to plead the felonies down to a misdemeanor. Uh, so in fact he'll. <laughs> In fact, he'll be getting a $12 parking ticket for his crimes. And it's all, again, you have to, you have to take crime seriously and understand that people who get away with crime will just do more crime and more serious crime unless they're put away. That's well, true. Well, Mark, everywhere. sadly, I have to say, this ends now. Our time is up, Mark. Where can people find you? <laughs> Uh, they could they could find me at steinodline.com. Although I might change it to thisstopsnow.com. <laughs> that's that's what that's what the next Republican uh, that's what the Republicans should run on in November. Vote Republican and this, this stops now. I love it. Mark Stein, thank you so much. James Golden, aka Bo Snurley, with you. We'll be right back right after this.